We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Is there any other player that has that kind of effect? That never plays, but when he does play, everybody plays him? Correct. Um, I, it is so, such a unique circumstance, and I found it so fascinating. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, it feels like it's only been two days since we t- spoke to each other last. It has been two days, and it's been about <laughs> eight hours since we've been watching soccer that we were going to react to and then use that to preview the upcoming game week, which starts in about 48 hours. Yeah, it's uh, less than that. Yeah, it's the fixtures are coming quickly. A lot of, uh, I think a lot of teams, I think Chelsea plays seven games in April, something like that, uh, but not all of it's in the Premier League. But even right. the teams that aren't in Europe are playing a lot. Yep. Uh, this month and it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a real sprint to the finish especially for Leicester who are in the Champions League as well I'm just kidding uh, they'll be done in two more games in the Champions League all right but uh, who knows who knows we would have said that I know <laughs> um, I mean they could I have gotten a worse kind of... they could have gotten worse uh, matchups they're oh, far worse matchups. clearly Clearly, if, if it was Arsenal, they would have been playing a combination of both Barca and Bayern Munich. They just would have drawn some sort of special double death team. Mm. Well, they don't. I mean, they don't need that. 
they don't get past 16. We don't get that's, best get past one of those teams in the round of 16 anyway. So. Yeah, that's correct. No, I'm just saying because if they had made it this far, something wrong would have had to have happened right. to them. And, right. and it would have been like the double death ball, in, yeah. in, which never gets pulled except by Arsenal. Right. But uh, you know, this <laughs> Champions League. The ba- like so many things I think in the Champions League are dependent on luck and bounces and oh totally it's like the, it's, and it's like the NCAA tournament no not not just like it but it's it's similar to it in that you know some of it depends on the draw some of it depends on where you're playing and it's just yeah, it, I mean it, a lot of it is draw yeah yeah uh, the draw more important I mean if, in the finals it also could depend on where the finals are held it didn't matter for Chelsea when they beat Bayern in Germany but um, I don't think it, that matters. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think a home a home country has won the Champions League in a while uh, when the Champions League final was in its own when it was in its own country, let right. alone its own stadium. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's in Wales this year, so or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is Wales. <laughs> is that the Liberty? No, it's uh, in. Uh... Ah, where is it now? It's uh... so uh, so while while Sorry. I'll filibuster and I'll and basically uh, Andrew was saying before the podcast uh, started that if we were ranking most unprepared for the podcast, this would be ranking highest in terms of how unprepared we are. Yeah, and I'm almost digging further. It's in Cardiff. That's where it is. Oh, it's in Cardiff. Oh yes. my god, even smaller stadium. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, it's a good thing that Gareth Bale may be in the final. I think that's what they were thinking. Gareth Bale is going to be in the final. We may Maybe. as well put this thing in Wales. That's not a terrible idea. Bring exposure to a country that already loves it? Sure. Well, it's more give exposure to a country that maybe not everybody loves. So isn't it more of a tourist destination? 74,500, by the way, in the Principality Stadium where they'll have it, I believe. So that's is not that a small stadium. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is that is that the rugby pit? Is that the rugby stadium? Because I can't, I, I don't is. believe, yeah, about to say, it can't be Cardiff as in like Cardiff, Cardiff. No, like it's Cardiff not. by the sea. No, it is. The... It is a rugby stadium, yes. Okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm now back back to normal. Okay. okay. Uh, let's talk about the Premier League, though. We have so much to get through. We're going to touch on what happened the last weekend. Uh, we'll kind of spring it forward into the next fixture list, which is starting on Tuesday and going through Wednesday. Uh, Andrew and I have filled out lineups for both days. We'll only go through our lineups in full. Well, at least have a dedicated segment to it later to the Wednesday lineup. But we will talk about what 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 we kind of we had our eyes on for the Tuesday slate as we go through the games, which we will start to do right about now. All right, Watford uh, are at home against West Brom. Uh, you know, I thought West Brom, I thought West Brom would somehow find a way to lose to Manchester United, and good good lord, they tried. Uh, I think it was like <laughs> eighteen shots to three, something like that, against Manchester United uh, during the weekend. I mean, if you saw the uh, like the box score, and you saw that number, but you knew it was West Brom, like you wouldn't think that that necessarily meant they they lost. Only because it was Tony Pulis. That's what I mean. Yeah, like that's kind of how exactly they want it to happen. And so, you know, stats are you know just numbers to them. He Marine. He, he got his point. Yes, he did. I, <laughs> please say what you were about to say. Uh, I, that, that's literally all I was going to say. I said oh. he, he Mourinho to Mourinho. There you go. Yeah. I, I didn't hear it all come through. That's why. Yeah. But yeah, totally. And of course, Mourinho like whined about it. And it's like, come on. Like, that's that is exactly how you would have played 
if yeah. you were in that it, not even in Pulis's situation because obviously he would never be managing West Brom but like he goes in there with Chelsea and he's like I just let me just get a point and the onus is on the home team to score right right so for, you know it say what you will about the style in which West Brom played it was effective um Manchester United really could have used some kind of big goal scoring threat in the middle there names Latan Pre- but they'll, preferably they'll be a Swede, Swedish one who uh, yeah yeah yeah, he'll be back. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this is his first game back. Oh, he, he will be back for Manchester United's game against Everton, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, uh, it was really frustrating to watch. But West Brom, you know, uh, uh, coming coming back here to face Watford, who are equally as, you know, if not more um, disappointing when it comes to putting on a performance I mean, consistently throughout the season, let alone just last week for West Brom. West Brom outside of last week have been great. But um, – for me, this is more about, um, you know, can West Brom flick the switch now instead of doing their, you know, now they're going to be on the road again. So, you know, can we actually take it to Watford? And I think they will be able to. I mean, if, you know, watch yourself on that limb there. Um, the biggest thing is going to be when Matt Phillips comes back. Like, I think it's almost Un- like unlikely, unlikely to be Tuesday. Uh yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and so I just I'm just not sure how much we're going to expect. We kind of made a big deal about, um, I guess, how Robson Canu started for uh, West Brom this past weekend. But it turns out Salomon Rondon came back from international duty on Friday. So it's not overly surprising that he was held out of the 11. But uh, you were obviously not going to play Salomon Rondon anyway. But I, I refuse to rank him now. <laughs> um, I don't think that's unwarranted. So. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad that people finally see what I see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're going to keep having to rely on, uh, Chadley and Brunt to, to create any sort of attack, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the light switch is going on this week. Uh, to depend on is such a strong way to put it. I mean, if you're just going to, I mean, well, who my, else are they getting? In, well, in, in my, in my DraftKings lineup, I, I, I put, I put in Chris Brunt. Like why? Why should I not? Uh, I mean, he, it, just for crossing capabilities, and like you said, he'll be he'll be on a lot of set pieces with Matt Phillips, unlikely to play. Yeah, uh, I don't see why you wouldn't in this game. Um, that's fair. I mean, the it's more you know the the hope is that you can get like I think you can get the same number of crosses from a few other players who may actually do something with them. Well, one of them, well, I think someone who'll have more crosses than Chris Brunt would be Jose Holebas, mm. who had uh, astonishing eleven crosses yeah, had a great uh, game. last week against uh, against Sun- uh, Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is more than his last two games combined. Yes. And one of the in one of those games, it was he had seven crosses. So, I mean, it's it's just he hasn't been doing double digit crosses. I don't, I, definitely not in the last ten games. But it's. Yeah, they won a bunch of corners. Like uh, five of them were corners, which I think is more than he had taken. Amazingly, Tom cleverly took eight of them, which you just don't see Watford winning that many. But they might. I mean, the the reason why I like Olabas this week is that um, West Brom give up a ton of crosses, like they have all season. So yeah, and, and he Olabas is also in my lineup for the Tuesday. The, yeah, the lineup that I made. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's still. He was a, a north of $5,000 player earlier this season. Um, yeah. In fact, six weeks ago or seven weeks ago, he was 52 and 5,400. So, yeah, I think he definitely should get plenty of attention. I mean, West Brom at home, uh, excuse me, you know, home against West Brom is certainly not one to, to shy away from. So, yeah, I think he's probably the, the guy you want. I mean, you're kind of 
Are you thinking that's like a high scoring game? Or just has a ton of no, crosses. No, I think in it's it. a yeah. I think it has. I think it has a lot of development, but no finish, with no end product. Yeah. All right, that makes what sense. What was surprising to me for Watford is that Troy Deeney didn't start. Yeah, I guess he had a bit of a flu, so they they left him on the bench. Although not that they were like great, but I mean, um, Stefano Okaka has been pretty good at, at points this season. He had four chances created, three shots, and um, and Bai Niang continues to to be pretty dangerous on the wing. So, I mean, obviously missing Dini is, is a big, a big void, but you know, they have, they have decent attacking options. Yeah, they, they, they most certainly do. Um, and again, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything to necessarily shy away from. I would actually, I'd be intrigued to see what both goalkeepers went for. I know the Foster, Foster was pretty high, not the highest I've seen, but, um, Foster is I, I wouldn't shy away from Foster and I probably wouldn't shy away from Gomez either yeah uh, Watford's favored so Gomez is at 4900 and Foster's at 46 which um, yeah you know, I'd take Foster yeah I, I think you I think there are actually a lot of um, kind of cheaper options on this slate that you can go after that yeah uh, there <laughs> yes <laughs> one of them is not in the next game that we'll talk about though uh, and that's Burnley and Stoke uh, Tom Heaton actually in this game slate is finally ranked kind of appropriately. Yeah. Uh, so Burnley at well, home against Stoke. He was he's fifty two hundred. That's the highest he's been all season. Um, fifty one. I'm looking, but oh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's the rare situation where Burnley are favored, and that's why. I mean, that's the only reason. It's not because he's he has ten saves in his last two games. It's because yeah. By the way, be favored. So by the way, Tom Heaton against Tottenham, the save count wasn't the problem. That second goal hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, but, that can happen with them yeah i understand i understand understand. he still scored six points yeah (laughs) like he still scored six points which was just fine and both by and by the way uh if i i didn't keep son in my lineup because he didn't start if i had yeah exactly but if i kept son and erickson in my lineup i would have been just fine yeah my total points would have been just fine yep um but that was our conversation from last weekend and you know i mean christian erickson and tom heaton combined for eight shot uh eight points on on uh, Erickson's uh, shots. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of Tom Heaton's saves came against Christian Erickson. Because of Erickson, yeah, yeah. I mean, Spurs are uh, have always been good at creating uh, goalie values. So, um, you know, that just but, continued. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So let's say in this one here, though, do you? Th- I would be nervous with Tom Heaton at fifty two hundred. In fact, in this in this game slate, I did not pick him. Yeah, there's no, there's no way I would take him. Stoke have just been awful. And they ha- yeah, they have been. And there is that. I mean, everyone's going to flirt with that. Hey, I can get 10 points with the clean sheet and the and the win. And he only has to make like a save or two to make it a really great day. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know who will do it, uh, but somehow, some way, I, you know, just, yeah. you, think you think Stokes actually going to score? Yeah, because Burnley aren't used to playing two games in like 72 hours. Still, oh, Stoke, I mean. Three goals in the, or one goal in their bad. last three games. Oh, they've been bad. Uh, that's not. That's. I mean, they're yeah. playing Saito Barahino for Christ's sake. Yeah, they've had like, a they've had a fairly tough run though. Um, looking yeah. at their last four away matches, it's at West Brom, at Tottenham, at Man City, and at Leicester. Which I mean, those are those are tough, but still, I mean, Burnley have been better than half of those teams at home this season. So there's no reason to think that's going to change. I 100% agree, but I, I'm not comfortable enough at that price. He, and I love Tommy. 
Yeah. Love Tommy. I, I, in this slate of four games, I thought I saw much better value elsewhere. Yeah, That's the way I'll for play. sure. For sure. All right. Uh, Robbie Brady hasn't been starting. I still don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Uh, can you can you fashion a guess like does he not play enough defense i don't understand um i don't really get it either um mostly because when when they signed him he slotted right in and so you know after i think it was his first game he was off the bench but he came on and then or maybe came off twice but yeah it's um i wonder if there is some sort of injury we don't know about that is keeping him from from playing as much as he sh- you know keeping him from playing 90 minutes but yeah it does seem strange for them to kind of make the point to get him and then you know barely use him yeah 16 yeah. minutes this past weekend i mean just it's so strange uh I, offensively i mean i know a lot of people ranked andre gray this week because stoker not very good um i st- I, I'm still uncomfortable even in this four game slate taking any burnley offensive option that's not named robbie brady um, I guess. I mean, I did. Did you rank Brady? We haven't. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. So I, I rank. About it, I rank I, Gray fairly highly. I'm looking at looking at them yeah, now. You ranked, although, him, you ranked him tenth, and I ranked him nineteenth. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and Pitner and Pitner ranked him. I think he ranked 13, him somewhere close to you. Eleventh. Eleventh. Yeah. 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 It's just. Um, I mean, home against Stoke. I think. I, I actually wonder if maybe it's. Gab, uh, excuse me. If it's. Ashley Barnes that I should be ranking because I think Barnes has been the one that has been a bit better of late but I mean come on home against Stoke you have to have something you would think (laughs) you would think maybe it's Scott Arfield who knows like it just I can't maybe it's George Boyd for all I know Mm. it's just everything is I can't point to a single Burnley source and say that's the guy yeah right without without Brady Correct. And Brady no. hasn't wasn't like fantastic either. No, but he was he was sur- in, the, in a game like this when you would say Robbie Brady's the guy. Yes, yes. And now that he's not a guarantee to start, I I I'm losing option. In fact, I would probably feel more comfortable starting Marco Arnautovic than any of the people on Burnley. Oh, oh, gross. I would be fine taking any of the fullbacks, meaning Burnley's fullbacks. I would you wouldn't take, like you wouldn't like uh um you wouldn't like Glenn Johnson in this one? I would take Ward and Loton over anybody from Stoke. Okay. Fair. There, yeah, there's nothing at Stoke that I have want any part of. We're talking way too much defense. Let's get to a game that should have some offense, and that's Leicester at the KP. Yes, King Power. Yes. And uh they will be taking on Sunderland, who stink out loud. Uh David Boyce is still like cannot find wins if his heart if his he just, they're going to be at the bottom three at the end I, I said it last year they were going to be relegated and I think this year it's going to be the that they get relegated they're short they're, it's going to be a really short term feel good for them in terms of them staying up and then Newcastle going down and Newcastle will probably come up and yep. they'll go down and they may not come back up for a while Sunderland this team is just bad it, it is uh, and you figure if they if they do go down, they'll they'll sell Jermaine Defoe, whether it's right away or in January, because sometimes they they wait a little bit. But he has no purpose to be in the championship, and so uh, that I mean he's basically their only attacking player. Which you know, so if they sell him, then <laughs> getting back is not not so easy. But um, yeah, it's uh it's sad how bad this team is. I mean, it's not sad. I don't care, but they're bad. 
And yeah, I see no are, reason to think that they're going to bounce back. And Leicester, on the other hand, are playing in their championship form of last season. Uh, it's the Vardy party all day, every day now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm I'm really excited that Indeedy has looked a lot better mm-hmm. recently. So in the so I'll 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 give you the question that I was asking myself um, when I was picking my Tuesday lineup just for this sake. So would you rather have Indeedy and Mkhitaryan? No. Okay, that answers my question. <laughs> I, was gonna I, say, I, I don't even care who it was. I'm so angry about Henrik Mkhitaryan and how horrible he was this past weekend. And with the way that United have been, I mean, obviously they get much better with Ibrahimovic back, but it sounds like Pogba is doubtful to play. You know, it sounds like he's definitely not going to play. And which almost clinches that he will play now that I've said that. So but let me let me give you the other no. side really quickly. Demarai Gray. Oh, yeah. I would take Demarai Gray by himself over Mkhitaryan and Ndidi. Yeah, because the, the choice that I made was Demarai Gray and Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I, that, I, don't, that, I don't really that consider— That was my question. I don't consider Ndidi a realistic DraftKings option ever, though. Well, I'm not as, sure of, as of late, he's been performing much better. His goal was great. Uh, I'm not expecting him to ever score. Yeah, uh, but, but that, I mean, that's, that's what it is, though. I mean, he doesn't— he doesn't do a whole lot. He had an assist the last game. Like this, this isn't. He's not that kind of player. No, He'd but be he better does off. fill up. He does fill up in interceptions and tackles. And... Yeah, but not, not enough to me for me to real realistically consider it. I mean, because only because the goals are so rare. Like, like if he, if he scored six and seven points, consistently, but then had a realistic shot at scoring a goal, like I would be more interested. But like, I think you're better off with a guy like yeah. Danny Drinkwater than you are in Didi. Just yeah, yeah, I was just I, I that was that was my debate that I had and I just wanted to get that in there. Yeah. Um I yeah, but that was much much more of a Mkhitaryan. So would you would you else. feel comfortable starting Jermaine Defoe in this one? Um I'm never like comfortable starting <laughs> it's goal or a Sunderland guy, but um so no. No. And a lot of people love Christian Fuchs this week. I get it. I mean, Sunderland. Is... I mean, you ranked him first. You oh, definitely yeah, get it. And, and the other rankers ranked him second. I'm like, well, what's? I mean, I thought I was going to be generous ranking Fuchs fourth. I was way off. Well, it's because they're playing Sunderland. I mean, listen to how horrible you're saying Sunderland is, and these rankings are are more clean sheet dependent than anything else. So, yeah, but so ugh. if you can get a clean sheet, a pretty clear clean sheet, plus Fuchs has been getting much more involved in the attack lately. I mean, that's kind of the reason why we always have. Marcos Alonso and Antonio Valencia and Cedric up there. Like, that's what you want. You want the, the easy clean sheet or the easier clean sheet and some attacking points. And how does that not scream Christian Fuchs on Tuesday? I mean, clearly it does for you. That's what <laughs> I'll say. I still think Sunderland score. Really? You were just talking about how horrible they are. They are horrible. But that doesn't mean that Leicester defensively are stalwarts. Uh, Fair. Fair. One does not equal the other. I mean, you can still lose four to one and still be horrible, but you um, still you would still score. Yes, that's fair. I mean, admittedly, Leicester have given up at least two goals in four straight games. So, yes, but that's more of a Sunderland thing than anything else. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and outside of Jermaine Defoe, there. I mean, I actually think and Jor- I picked Jordan Pickford for my goalkeeper. Call for it the, the Tom. Heaton. Yeah. Yeah. Call it the Tom Heaton rule. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Um, I actually picked somebody from a different game who's even cheaper, but uh, the, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because you figure Lester should be attacking as much as they can. Yeah. I just, uh, Was, that, that team's I, really bad. And Darren Gibson started taking corners this weekend, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Bring, bring back Sebastian Larson. I think Larson might have been on the bench. I know. I know. But, just... uh, Darren Gibson. I mean, Wabi, what, what does Wabi Cosry have to do to get him? I, he's the, that's the weirdest situation. Like, I realized that he wasn't, that, like, Moyes wasn't the one who bought him, but he was, like, if he played as much as Adnan Yanazai did, he'd be significantly better. And yet, I mean, he must be, and you, this probably drives you crazy, but he must be just really lazy in training. That's the only thing I can think of because... That does drive me crazy, he, you're right. He makes an impact when he's on the field. Although, unfortunately, the, whenever I hear the name Wabi Khazri, I all I think about is that uh, whiffed Rabona that he had last year that... Um, if anyone's interested, I'm sure it's all. Actually, I was going to say it's all over Vine, which uh, doesn't exist nope. anymore. But nope. it, it's maybe not. if somebody got on YouTube, but um, maybe maybe Moyes saw that and he just said, "This guy will never start for me," because that's the only thing I can think of of why Wabi Khazri doesn't start. And he still plays. It's not like he doesn't even play. Like he does come off the bench and play, and you know he gets minutes. But somehow, Adnan Yanazai and Darren Gibson and Jack Rodwell are starting. I mean, come on. Come on. Let's exit this game on a yes or no question. Uh, would you feel comfortable starting Mark Albrighton considering this is only a four-game slate? Uh, I would. It, he didn't play this past weekend because of an illness, but I would absolutely play him. I love Demarai Gray, though, if if Albrighton sits again because Gray's been taking – Gray basically fills in for all. – I'll take whoever it is of those two, but I would much prefer Demarai Gray because he's cheaper and he's a forward, which is just perfect. Yep. All right, let's get to the game that matters on Tuesday, and that is Manchester United taking on Everton. Tough break for Everton going uh, going up, uh, to the Merseyside derby and then also then then playing Manchester United at Old Trafford. That's that's a tough two-game stretch. One. That's a tough yeah, one. It's going to be a tough five, uh, couple days for them. Uh, they did not look very good against Liverpool. They looked to be stuck in neutral. Uh, it was a very strange affair. Um, Ross Barkley was extraordinarily lucky to avoid a straight red card. Uh he didn't he came away with just a yellow, but that was who was Barkley. Oh, Barkley. Yes. Yeah. He got really lucky. Yeah. Like that was very, very, and it was also extraordinarily fortunate that the referee gave out the yellow, which means that it that. can't, it can't be, it can't be over overruled or overturned. Yeah. They can't, they can't just he got lucky all around record. because of that. Yeah. Just, that was that was pretty bad, uh, but Ross Barkley did not look good. Romelu Lukaku was absolutely invisible against yeah. Liverpool, which is super hard to do as a center forward. He uh, there were a few times uh, where he was open, uh, like streaking towards the box, and they just like couldn't quite get him the pass. Yeah. But so like I wouldn't totally blame it on him, but he certainly did nothing to to make you realize he was there. Uh, someone who was there on the stat sheet was Mason Holgate. I think he had double digit crosses. Uh, he, overall, just he he's the one who filled in for Seamus Coleman. At least he got the first crack at it. Um, they were not impressive defensively against Liverpool. Uh, yeah, I mean they also started um, Matthew Pennington. He started. He, he was right, but like 
that's that's not going to happen uh, much. It was kind of wasn't it just kind of like a loose ball in the box after a mm. corner, which yeah. is exactly the way that you score against Liverpool. <laughs> I off guess yeah. you score off stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but like you know, that's not going to happen all that often. So, but yeah, Holgate. I mean, the, the the team that we saw on Saturday has to be the team. You'd think that they'd keep going. I mean, the only difference would maybe Gareth Barry in there for Davies, or he's probably the only one. But um, it seems like they that Ronald Koeman has just given up on Kevin Morales being a starter, which is a bit disappointing because he's a decent fantasy option when he starts. But um, you know, the the Dominic Calvert Lewin train is uh, very uh, inconsistent. In the station, so, yeah, in it's the in the station. station, right? So eighty-two <laughs> minutes and not get a shot is. Hard it's to do. Yeah. Although Lukaku had the same zero. So uh, it's, again, especially against Liverpool, that is hard to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, I'll ask you the same question about, you know, that I asked you last week. Uh, who do you start in the midfield? We know that you start Zlatan. That's a given. Um, yeah. The, well, uh, Mata is now out for the year, which uh, happened after we had taped the podcast. It was very strange how like United, yeah, you basically like ignored it in his press conference said that, he made some like classic Mourinho comment that the players who were not fit like didn't matter or he didn't care about them, and only the players that were fit mattered, which made such a Donald Trumpian thing to say. It was <laughs> oh god, he said uh... so. Basically, he said that, and then it came out later that night that Mata had this groin surgery, which who know you know I don't who knows if he got hurt in training on on Friday, and that's why Mourinho didn't say anything. But anyway. So the midfield is going to be, my guess, Mkhitaryan. Uh, Andrew Herrera is back from suspension, so I bet he comes back in. Uh, I would see him partnering with Carrick. Fellaini's also an option, but it's Fellaini. And uh, what was weird is that Anthony Martial, I thought, played pretty well. But there were at least two There was two instances, one that was eventually the one that got him pulled, there, where he either like wasn't where Mourinho thought he should be or, or whatever it was, but... Some pass came in and Martial wasn't there. And it, apparently Mourinho thought he should have been there. And there was like a quick, like he like looked over to the the bench to get somebody up. Rooney like popped right up. But then it turned out that Martial stayed in the game. So I think they'll they'll stay with this like Martial, Rashford, Ibrahimovic front line, which that would be that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it should be Martial, Mkhitaryan, Ibrahimovic. I, I think Mkhitaryan will play the, the 10 right behind them. Ugh, gross. No. <laughs> Put Andrew Herrera there. Well, someone, someone who they'll have Heranda, Her, Heranda, Herrera in a double pivot with Carrick. Uh, ugh, that's what no. I think. I don't that's like what it. I think the situation is. And then I think, I, I, you called I it think Ashley Young. I think, I think, yeah. Oh, well, before we get to Ashley Young, I do want to talk about that. Um, but for, for me, I think their best formation is actually four, three, three and put, uh, and put Herrera in a three with both Fellaini and uh, Carrick, and then uh, the the front three of what we just mentioned: Mkhitaryan, Rashford, and Ibrahimovic. I, th- I think that makes sense as well. Um, makes even more sense when Pogba comes back instead of Fellaini. But um, yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Ashley Young played at left back, played very well. Uh, basically, was. Just like Anthony Martial, and Anthony Martial would cover for him. It was Ashley Young at left back makes a lot of sense if you want to, you know, dictate to your opponent that hey, we are we are going to have width. Mm-hmm. Totally, and it makes even more sense with Ibrahimovic in there. 
Yeah. So I see no reason to think that he'll lose that spot. I mean, he, he's basically just the left side Antonio Valencia, former midfielders who just love to bomb up the side and send in crosses. So sometimes they connect. Usually they don't, but... Um, what was the set you gave on Guilfrey Sigurdsson? He only had like 11 accurate crosses and over 200 cross attempts. Um, yeah, it was a conversation I had uh, on Twitter with a few people. Uh, it started by um, <clears throat> asking someone from Yahoo, because Yahoo counts accurate open play crosses, which I believe is a um, a Taga stat as well. And so the the question, so basically the question was like, is that correct? Is it accurate open play? Because obviously accurate crosses can happen from corners usually. So yeah, Gilfie Sigurdsson um, has the most crosses in the Premier League this year. He has 229 crosses, and 11 of them are accurate in open play. That, that was before this this past nope, game. That's that's updated that's through including? today. Yep. Wow. So, uh, it's which is so frustrating. I watched a little bit of the Swansea Borough game today because I needed something to do while getting ready for the gym. Hmm. Uh, it was an awful game yeah, to watch. Yeah, terrible one to watch. Uh, there was like, oh, there's a solid five minute stretch though, and one of the plays was Gilfrey Sigurdsson, a beautiful curling flat hard hit cross that Leroy Fair came one inch away from heading uh, in. Your boy. <laughs> yeah, I love Leroy Fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an inaccurate open play cross right there. Um, yeah, which to me, that's why I don't like that stat. That was a yeah, really I get that. Accurate, that was an accurate cross. The person just didn't get there in time. Yeah, it's almost like, like that's what that's exactly where you wanted to put it. The goalie had no chance. Yeah, that's uh, it. That should be a chance created. Like yeah. you created that there. That was a chance just because fair didn't quite get it doesn't mean, you know, it's, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, uh, the accurate open play crosses happen much more infrequently, less infrequent, less frequently More infrequently, more infrequently. Yikes. Sorry. Sunday night. Um, Like Antonio Valencia is the league leader. And he is 40. And he sent in 137 crosses this season. Yeah. Um, Cedric is next at 29. So and he, what's amazing is that Cedric for a while wasn't playing every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, well, he has Cedric. Yeah, Cedric has 104 crosses and 29 are accurate and open. So all of his accurate crosses are in open play. Like that's kind of the other thing is that Valencia and Cedric don't take corners. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the guys who have the most accurate open play crosses, it's not guys who take corners. Like you, you kind of assume that guys who take corners also send in a lot of crosses. And while they do, they're just terrible at it. <laughs> That's true. Sure. All right. Getting back to Manchester United and Everton. Uh, I think everyone's going to take uh, Ibrahimovic well-rested over Lukaku, who's not and didn't play very well last time you saw him. I think and if you're the- choosing between those two, you would go to Ibra. Yes. Even with the price difference, because it was a difference between Zlatan and him. Um, not too much. but Yeah, I was uh, going to say, it's probably not enough to... Let's see, Ibra's at 10.5 and Lukaku's at 94. That's actually a decent difference, but yeah. no. I yeah, you would still take Ibra. You yeah. Would still, yeah, exactly. A well-rested and angry Ibrahimovic is always a good thing. Yeah, I could see trying to get value out of Anthony Martial, though. At seventy six. Oh, I I one hundred percent on board. In fact, I would still take. I would still like to do an Ashley Young, Anthony Martial. They both finished with about eleven points, something like that. And the weirdest thing happened last weekend. I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> Handedly. Oh, did you? Great. I had a horrible Premier League. I actually would have had a perfectly fine day had I not had I gone with my original plan of 
playing Fabregas. And instead I, I played who I used. Oh yeah. There you go. Like I, my plan was to go with Fabregas when I saw that he was starting and Willian wasn't and basically convinced myself that Mkhitaryan would be better because like there was no Mata, there was no Blin. Like he was going to take all the set pieces. I figured they'd attack. They'd have a lot of corners against West Brom, but they wouldn't score. And he was just a total and absolute bust. And, Fabregas here's scored. How, here's how my Premier League day went. I substituted. I, I this is how like just a microcosm of my season on DraftKings for the Premier League. I substituted out Grosicki for Fabregas, and I was still the wrong decision because <laughs> Grosicki still wound up with more points. It's funny you should bring that up. Uh, we didn't discuss this on Friday, but uh, we played each other in the Taga uh, Premier Division, and, and you you started Grosicki. Yep, because I had no other option. Yeah. And I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, <laughs> I had no, I had no other. Uh, Paul Pogba, uh, uh, Paul Pogba was hurt, and I don't have that many bench midfielders. I think I started five. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Either way, um, I mean, I mean it, to be honest, the reason why the reason why I won was because Leroy Sané scored, and like, that, that helped a lot. On um, so my, my 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 players had, play today helped me a lot. Yeah, I had Fabregas on the bench in the Rotowire League, which is always great. But anyway, nobody cares about that. Um, Ah, uh, John Wallen cares. Sorry, well, not here. about the Wire League, but the no. fact that we play on target. Yes. So I actually think I'm going to fall the third because of that, which is just ridiculous. And is and is John Wallen going to uproot you into second? Is that what's no, going to happen? No, I think it's Neil. I think oh. John. Uh, I don't know if he. I don't know. Maybe I'm going. I, I don't think I'm going to fourth. But anyway. Well, I can, you about? know what? I, I have this fancy machine where I can look this stuff up. I actually, the reason why I started Grosicki too is also because I couldn't access my lineup page. It was freezing over the week uh, over the weekend on Saturday. It happens sometimes. Yep. So yeah, you are in third place. Womp womp. You are uh, uh you are about a hundred and forty yeah, points. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like right there either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got to beat Neil on record, and I've now moved two games up on everybody. Is there like a trophy for this, or is it just God? I hope so. Recognition. <laughs> well, I, I, Mike Phillips won it last year, and Mike Phillips this year—he's in the middle. He's in—he's in sixth. So I, I hope that Mike Phillips sends me a trophy. As long as it stays with a person named Mike, we're okay. Oh, great! great. <laughs> they don't have to change the name, part of the name on the trophy if they do have one. John Wallen, uh, if you can. If, you, if you're listening to this, please let us know. I'm dying to know about what my trophy is going to look like. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, you don't want to do more no, of me getting a trophy talk? No. All right. All right. Let's move on to the team that benefited most from this past game weekend, and that was Tottenham, who now pull within seven points of Chelsea. That, as Antonio Conte said, the Premier League got more interesting. Okay. <laughs> it did. <laughs> It did. Uh, Tottenham traveled to the Liberty Stadium to take on Swansea. Uh, Swansea, again, the other half of that terrible Borough game. Uh, but this is going to be a Gilfie Sigurdsson revenge game? Um, there is a ton of revenge in this game. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Tom Carroll, <laughs> and Kyle Naughton. I mean, I, don't, I can't believe they're even playing this game. It's so dangerous. <laughs> And Fabianski with his old Arsenal trying to get back at Spurs still. Oh my gosh, it's uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, that is that is way too much. I think Son should start. 
and Jack Cork, who has the former Chelsea connection to take on Tottenham. It's fine. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, Tottenham come in still flying high. Uh, no Harry Kane still. Uh, it's good. Uh, if it's Son or if it's Vincent Janssen, I don't know why they started Vincent Janssen. Maybe because they give Son a rest. He was terrible, uh, but everyone else was fine. Who was terrible? Uh, oh, Janssen. Janssen. I think he meant Son. Yeah. No. Before you Janssen keep going, before you keep going, I'd like to add Wayne Routledge to the revenge list. Those okay. 2005 to 2008 years with Tottenham were just burned into him. My God, I might have to change my whole lineup. <laughs> this is incredible. All right, let's get to the serious talk here. Yeah, so, um, so yeah. Eric, wait, wait, who would you take in this game, Erickson or Sigurdsson? <sighs> you have to choose. Um, I mean, that is what it comes down to, like, for this slate. Like, you you probably... Uh, you probably are choosing between one of those two. Yeah. Um. I mean, l- let me rephrase it. Like, I think they're the... I mean, they have been the uh just the most reliable um the most reliable point scores like whether they you know yep. no matter how expensive they are they've been I'll like, tell you this I I took I took neither of them um I I'm wondering if that's the right well I don't know if that's the right decision yet I um, have the ability to take either one of them if right. I want to switch off of somebody else yeah I, I just I just didn't take either one of them because I couldn't choose. Yeah, this, so I was like, you know what, I'm going off the board. It. Um, the so there are three players on this slate that are more than ten thousand. It's those two, and it's Alexis, and then the next highest is eighty nine hundred, which is Aguero. Um, and slight gap, slight gap, yeah. Um, Who also I mean, has a terrible matchup. You, yeah, you. I I don't know how I feel about about this yet um i i think it does more but this is a terrible matchup for him exactly exactly um i i think i want to still say sigurdsson though uh which you know i I think i think it's still sigurdsson but like barely the way that they're priced you know basically you like sigurdsson more and erickson is 300 bucks behind him um yeah yeah. yeah, correct. That's right. how much. Yeah, I like him three percent more. <laughs> sure, sure. You're, you're splitting hairs. I don't. I mean, I think a lot. I, I, I was trying to make an, a lineup with both of them in it, yep. and I just couldn't. I couldn't find. I couldn't make one that I liked. Hmm. You can do it. I know you can. It's definitely doable. It's certainly, it's certainly possible. But in order for me to make the lineup I did make, I had to put a midfielder at thirty five hundred in my lineup. Um, that's not so good. No, it's not. The Seagerson had a pretty horrible game against them earlier this year, but that was also pretty horrible Swansea at the time. I agree. He also started center forward. Mo Barrow and Barrow and I, Jefferson I Montero. Mo Barrow. I yeah, still yeah. love Mo Barrow. Uh, but Jordan Ayew is kind of taking what Mo Barrow does. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Fernando yeah, Llorente was rested. I believe he was rested this week. I think to be. I, I, I believe I it was in. Uh, what it? It was Jordan. I, Jordan Ayew certainly played. Yeah, Ayew started. Yeah, Urente had like a ankle, like a minor ankle injury. Yeah, and I think they were saving him for this game. Yeah, where he would have to do more hold up play. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, in that respect, you'll have a target in the middle that Sigurdsson will be aiming towards. So that will help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spurs. 
they're good. Yeah, I just who knows how they're going to line up. Like, you would assume that Sun will start at center forward because I agree. Just like you said, Jansen was so bad, but they lost um, Wanyama and Harry Winks, which doesn't sound like a lot, but like Wanyama has been like a rock for them. Um, he's been so much better than we than we gave him credit for, or at least expected from him. But if um, he's not getting red cards, yeah, he's great. <laughs> the problem that Southampton had with him is that he was he commonly was out of control. Yeah. Um, I was talking with Chris like Owen. I was talking with Chris Owen this weekend about how um, Musa Sissoko came on for um, Wanyama, I think, and so they had like the double Musa pivot with Sissoko and Dembele, and we were trying to figure out how many Musas you could get on a single team. Um, you can get two Musa Dembele. I was just about to say because because Spurs were in on the other Musa Dembele as well. Does um, Ahmed Musa count? Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh. I was thinking of um uh who was it? He played for Newcastle. Um and not Musa Sissoko, the other one. Um Ali Sissoko? No. <laughs> Although that's great too. <laughs> no, he was a f- oh, what is his name? He was a forward, um really skinny. Ah. Oh well. <laughs> Whoever it was, but that's his, we only got Go to ahead. four. Keep, keep, anyway, keep talking. We only got to four. Um, I would love I, Ahmed Musa should definitely count though. Which you referring to Musa Sal? No, I don't know who that is. Um, you know Musa Sissoko played for Newcastle. Yes, right? yes, yes. But that's not who I was thinking of. Okay. Um, oh well. But anyway, um, so the you know does that so does that midfield like without Wanyama and now with possibly Musa Sissoko like does that make you feel any differently about Gilfie Sigurdsson specifically better? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Because, because the problem, the problem is that they, they can still overwhelm him with midfielders. Yeah. And the center back pairing won't let, won't let him get away if he's ever gets in the box because with Vertonghen and Alderweireld and also Dyer, you know, around in the mix too. You know, it's yeah, that's fair. They'll be just fine. <laughs> especially because <laughs> they're playing you know back three now right so they're putting all three of them back there uh, and now they have da- they had davis and trippier oh it was a great yeah. day for trippier and trippier everyone switched their lineups when they saw trippier was starting that is there is there any other player that has that kind of effect that never plays but when he does play everybody plays him correct um i it is so such a unique circumstance, and I found it so fascinating because I think he was one of the highest owned players. Yeah, on he he was draft. one of the more. I mean, for who he, for like a random full. I mean, he's not random, but basically for a random fullback, you're right. He was. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think there is. I don't think there is a there. similar phenomenon in fantasy Premier League. I just don't. Oh, that's a great. That's a great question. I can't think of anyone, um, and that is why he should not. He should play every day. Not for because, Spurs, but sure. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not for Spurs, but sure. I, I, he's better than Nathaniel Klein, I'll tell you that. I'm not going down that route, but there's a reason he doesn't play for Spurs because Kyle Walker is significantly better. That's not. I mean, that like you're setting the bar so high. How many? How many but, better? But, but everyone's like there? he should play more. But like that's the that's the I bar. Understand, I understand. I'm not setting the bar. <laughs> oh my God. That is the bar. You are not hearing what I am saying. I'm not saying he should play at Spurs. He should just right. play more. Right. Like that's what I said. As a flat statement. Yeah. I mean, don't you think Man City would love him this year at right back? Well, they have Jesus Navas, so they're good. 
Did you see that? That's where he started. Oh, this Chelsea would love him at right back now without, uh, you know, as a backup to, uh, we'll, we'll get to them in a minute, but God, good God, was Pedro terrible at right back. Um, he was, well, we'll get to them. You're right. But, uh, get to that. Where are we? Swansea Tottenham. All right, fine. Well, let's sum this up for, let's just sum this up. Uh, Deli Alley, uh, yeah. in, look, he scores goals and he, <laughs> that's what he does. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's a great tournament option. I think he, yeah. he is. I mean, he's got was his three goals and two assists in his last five or four games. And they're, they're going to, you know, he, I think he has 12, and I think he has 12 goals in his last 12 games. Um, that's like something is, really consistent. Let's like see. That. 11 and 13. He has, sure. or we could say, uh, 10 and 12. Yeah. Whatever it is, but um, it's, it's really yeah. good. It's yeah. a really good goal scoring record from a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is not a game where I think that the, I mean, Swans, you're going to try to put Tom Carroll and Jack Cork on them. Mm-hmm. They'll try, uh, but I, I, I still like Deli Alley in this yeah, one but, as well. But Carroll played there last year, so he knows, he knows, you know, everything that Deli's going to do, doesn't he? No. Yep. Isn't that yep. part of the revenge? He'll, he'll, he'll watch him run right past him and score. <laughs> no, it's coming, but he'll. Isn't that worse? If he resigned to that fate, anyway. Uh, this is Tottenham all the way, right? Uh, yeah, Swansea have zero goals in their last two games, one in their last three, and they've played Hull, Burnmouth, and Burrow. Solid. You know who they need? Spiro Agnew. <laughs> uh, I'm just just joking. The, the the Agnew in the Premier League is totally bald. He would not. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, Arsenal are at home against West Ham. It's a London derby, the one that no one really knows about. Uh, it's it's East. Uh, oh my God, West West Ham. I don't know. Well, West Ham is in East London. That is correct. There you go. Um, but you know, here's another player who I think would. Similar, who would have a similar uh, fate as uh, to Kieran Trippier, and that's Arthur Masuaku, mm-hmm. who I was just thinking about. And he might start because Cresswell left this one early, the Sun Saturday's match early. Yeah, and I, I definitely wanted to call out his name because that's a name that I have my eye on, and if he starts, I'm starting him. I don't care who they're playing against. Masuaku. Yes. Okay. It, it, it has, it's irrespective of the, of the opponent. His value will never be better than this week because he hasn't played in forever. <laughs> Uh, forty-two hundred's not overly cheap, but um, I mean, it was fifty-one back in September. So yeah, there you go. I'll, yeah, I'll take the extra nine hundred dollars. He's he's had plenty of time to recover, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's and Cresswell's well. playing well, and he's naturally left-footed. He's naturally left-sided. Yeah, yep. And Cresswell's been playing well as you know, in addition. And, so and Arsenal haven't. Yeah. I mean, good. For, you know what? Kudos to Arsenal for showing some fight against uh, Man yep. City today. Um, that was a really gutty point. That was like a championship point. Like a championship team would get that point. <laughs> look, I'm, look, I'm not saying that's what they are, but that's the kind of game it was. Like the like the winning teams find a way to get something from that game. Hmm. I think winning that's teams all. win that game. Well, what, Chelsea wins it? that game. Wasn't it at the Etihad though? Like, no, no, no. Oh, it was at the Emirates. Nope. I, I get those two confused yep. all the time. That was a good point for City. No, was, not really. No, not, not really. really. Yeah. Not really, because they played much better. Yeah, they should have won. But, oh yeah, they had the late. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We 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 don't need to recap it. For, uh, but Arsenal, obviously, Alexi Sanchez. You got to like him. What, what what happened to Mesut Ozil? Is, what is wasn't he supposed to be a good player? Um, 
y- yes, he was. Uh, he had 19 assists last year, and he has five this year. I I predicted that, by the way. I well, predicted a large wow, you predict- drop off. Wow. I, I I thought that he would be closer to 10 than he would be to 19. Mm. And now he's the middle between 10 and zero. <laughs> he has five but- goals, though, and he had six last year, so that's not all that different. But the... Yeah, he's um, he's checked out. That's what he looks like. He did have an assist today, but yeah. And um, and I thought that you know I, I mentioned this earlier in the season. There's two P's that the Premier League is known for: and it's physicality and precipitation. If you don't like those two things, which he does not clearly, uh, it it will weigh on you at some point, especially the physicality. Um, I yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of him other than. I think Arsenal are going to end up overpaying him because I don't think the market is willing to pay him that much, and they they think that they need to keep him. But well, yeah, it's going to look really bad. The optics will be bad if they sell both him and Alexis this summer. Oh, for sure, they need to do everything they can to keep Alexis, and they should let Ozil walk. I mean, not like actually walk and get nothing for him, but the problem is I don't think anybody's willing to pay even what Arsenal paid to get him, and so Arsenal are not a club to to take a loss on a guy like that. So they'll re-sign well, him, hope that he gets better, and then they're just kind of stuck again. Let's put it this way. Would you take Snodgrass or Ozil? Mm. I'm sure you'd rather pass on both, but... Um, the answer is definitely to pass on both, um, but... Um... But there's just the fact that you're you're stammering and stuttering and, and, <laughs> and just kind of not knowing what to do with that question. It's, it's not but so you know, much that I fall. don't know what to do. It's that I'm trying to figure out a way to take Ozil and I can't. Well, like, that, which, that, the answer that, is clearly Snodgrass, which is absurd. This is, well, this is this is my point. This is how far Ozil has fallen in the pantheon of midfielders. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, the difficulty with Ozil is that he takes most corners for Arsenal and takes a lot of the set pieces but he doesn't ever do anything with them. Uh, he doesn't cross a lot. Like, he's just not a great fantasy option. And these, I think the assists kind of held, um, hid that last year. And he's now getting very much exposed. And, yeah, like, I, you, would never, you would never pay 7800 Like, you would definitely pay 7800 for, like, a heavy favorite against West Ham. Like, that, he should be that guy. But he's, like, an extreme exception at this point. Which is why you would rather take Robert Snodgrass. Yep. But Snodgrass, I mean, Snodgrass against Arsenal too, particularly. I mean, like Andy Carroll, I think, makes it for a great play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy Carroll's the kind of guy who kills Arsenal. Right. He, he has size. The Snodgrass to Carroll, free you know, free kick, header, headed goal. You, you right. Again, I thought I was going to be the highest on Andy Carroll. Uh, not the highest, but one of the higher ones at fourteen. <laughs> and I, I was one of the lowest. I think I was the lowest. I like, went a little. I went a little anti-Arsenal on that rank, but yeah, yeah. You put him above Giroud. Yeah, that I is, that well, is I don't know. Giroud may not even start. Well, but you, you're assuming. We're, when I do rankings, I'm assuming that that person plays. Yeah. Yep. So, but yes, I would take Andy Carroll over Olivier Giroud. Yep. Yep. All right. <sighs> We talked about Mass Walk. I'm trying to like remember when we used to rank like Nacho Monreal and Hector Bellerin <laughs> in like the top three defenders all the oh, time. That that was the other thing I was going to add. Uh, Lauren Kishelny got hurt today, 
And so they'll have Gabriel there as well. Uh, Oh, Gabriel, Gabriel. Which, yeah, exactly. So that only gives me more confidence in Andy Carroll. Oh, my God. That means Paramedersacker has to play? No, I think Gabriel's going to play. Oh, God. oh, you think they'll they'll use Murdersacker as a? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh gosh, um, am I just am I am I like putting salt in a wound right now? Because that's that's what it felt like. Um, was he even? I don't think he even makes the bench these days. Yeah, he didn't even make the bench this week. So well, I assume he'll make the. Open. Oh my God. <sighs> no, I don't think I don't think Murdersacker will play. Will they recall Callum Chambers really quickly? Really quickly. He's hurt, so I'm sure they I, would. I know. That was Trust such me, a, a weird. So on my on my EFSA team, I have six injuries. Oh, I have five. Yeah. yeah. So my so like for example, when like I'm now only I'm lucky if I get seven people to start out of the starting nine that we have. Yeah. Because I'm not getting rid of my one dollar Gundogan. I'm not. I, I might get. I actually might have to get rid of him just to be competitive anymore. Yeah. But I'm not getting rid of like a one dollar. Um, Yannick Bellassi, that's for sure. My problem is, is I have a $43 Michi Batshuayi. That <laughs> nobody wants. <laughs> well, nobody wants that, but everybody would be all over a $1 Batshuayi. Like, I'm basically holding him to block. Yeah, you could have used, you should have used the ability to trade him and you should have traded, like, free agent money. Like, I don't him think, yeah. well, I needed it. I needed that to get Pogba. Yeah, right, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, we, don't, we definitely don't need to talk about that. Uh, let's move on, though, to a game that in theory should not be interesting, but to me is. And I, I think I'm going to pull a lot of points out of this matchup, and that's Hull City wow. against Burrow. Oh, my God. I'd love – I can't wait to hear it. Well, I think it's – I think this game is incredibly one-sided. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you well, meant – Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, when I was doing lineups, I actually put – my first goalkeeper at first was Eldin Yakupovich. Hmm. Like with a, like without hesitation, it was number one. I'm like, well, wait, Tom Heaton's at home. Tom Heaton has to go first. But did I? Uh, you did put I... Tom Heaton second. But yeah, yeah you put uh, you put Yakupovich fourth, and the other rankers. I don't think. I mean, fifth, uh, fifth and and seventh for mm-hmm. Yakupovich. I'm like, I, I was, I I had to make a really irrational argument. Right? My confirmation bias for Tom Heaton took over. But if I'm looking at this objectively, Elton Yakupovich is the best goalkeeper this weekend. Because um, Burrow are that bad defensively, so uh, offensively, offensively, excuse me. So we make fun of Burnley a lot for their road form, correct? The fact um, that they haven't won on the road, all that jazz. I'm guessing Burrow haven't done much either. They've won one game on the road, for oh, example. Oh, well, that's a lot more than zero. That's true. Uh, but Burnley have scored more goals on the road than Burrow have. Yeah. I, in fact, I don't think Burrow have scored on the road this calendar year. Um, that's pretty bad. Let's see. Zero I mean, they only zero against goal. Swansea. Lost. They, have, they only have eight total goals. Yeah, on they, the road. These are their last uh, away games. They lost or they drew scoreless at Swansea. They lost two nothing at Stoke. They lost one nothing at Palace. They lost one nothing at Spurs. Scoreless draw against Watford. They lost two to one. Oh, oh, December thirty first. Yep. Boom. There it is. This is really bad. So that was uh, at Man United. They lost one nothing at Burnley. They lost one nothing at Southampton. Drew two two against Leicester. On that's that an explosion. Thanksgiving weekend. That's yeah. a quarter. That's a quarter of their goals on the road. One one at Man City. Nil nil at Arsenal. One one West. Yeah, this is ugly. 
right? Like they are they are god awful on the road. Yeah. And remember that. Remember that stat I gave you last week about Marco Silva. That was incredible. I saw somebody tweeted that like one of the it wasn't who scored, but Squawker or one of them, and I, they were like, "Did you know?" And I'm like, "I did know that." <laughs> Thank you, Mike Gottlieb. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and the streak continued. Right, yeah, sure did. Sure did. <laughs> the streak continued. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and uh, combining those two things means that it's either a perfect storm for everything to go wrong mm-hmm. or... Yes, definitely a Negredo hat trick coming. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe but Rudy I... Gestead. Uh, I do love Rudy Gestead. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was me doubling back on my own... <laughs> <laughs> on myself there. Uh, anyway, uh, it, I really because of that, until Rudy Gested started. Well, he, check this out. I think that there are one, two, three, four, five legitimate plays from Hull. It's Yakupovich. Yep. Andrew Robertson. Yep. Depending on his eligibility, Ahmed El Mohamedi. Yep. If he's defender or not. Yep. Markovic um, and Grosicki. I'm sorry. Markovic and no. Grosicki. Well, Grosicki. I'm. Not, I. You know what? I, I, I'm passing on Markovic. Okay. Uh, Niasi, I think, and Niasi. one of the forwards, yeah. and one of the forwards. It depends because you do love them. yourself in Abel Hernandez. I do love Abel Hernandez too, but Omar Nias has been nothing to shake a fist at either since Marco Silva's appointment. Yeah, Sam He's Lucas looking... three cro- crosses and five tackles this week. I mean, not terrible, but that's and and also oh, how did I forget Harry Maguire and Harry Maguire? Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, so that's six and possibly seven if you want both. Wait, that's that's the most you'll ever get out of Hull in a game. Mm. McGuire actually had a horrific game against West Ham, stat wise at least. Agreed. But uh, he's allowed. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's allowed to have a bad game here or there. But yeah. this is a game where everyone can get something on Hull, and that happens so rarely. Mm-hmm. And they are and they are going to be so low priced because they are Hull players. But uh, Yakupovich won't be. Well, Yakupovich isn't. Uh, yeah. I mean. But I, I I see the value. I get it. I'm in. All right. I'm so happy. And this is what I was saying. I think that there's a lot that on the surface this game is not interesting. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this game for one side. For Burrow, I think there's nothing. Literally nothing. I agree. All right. Oh, well, yeah, I got nothing else to add. Uh, you're nothing. you're right. I have covered this game. I have covered this game perfectly. All right, let's move on then to St. Mary's, where Southampton will take on the surging Crystal Palace under Big Sam, uh, who come away with a surprising two-one victory with the best three minutes of football they've ever played <laughs> against Chelsea. Uh, I literally went to the bathroom to go poop, and by the time I saw it, I, I was one nothing at the time, and by the time I came back, it was two-one Crystal Palace. Ouch. Yeah, that's a bad time to go to the bathroom. So basically, it's. It's just been, you know, I now have to be more superstitious about my bathroom breaks. <laughs> That's the lesson great, I learned. There's a great video. Um, Sam Allardyce is getting ready to do his post-match press conference and somebody like brings him a bottle of water and he's opening it and they're like all about to sit down. All the press is about to sit down and he just looks out and he goes, you guys didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> yeah. It's, nope. No one saw it coming. Nope. <laughs> but, it, and you know, every reporter just said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no we didn't yeah. and you know kudos to them for taking advantage of those terrible three minutes by Chelsea defensively and it was that that is what it was um but Christian Benteke got off the schneid I mean he scored on a beautiful chip uh no Ooh, two ways that was about. really nice that was just that was exactly what you that's exactly what you saw at Aston Villa yeah. mm-hmm. and him and him Ouch. and Zaha combined very nicely for the first goal as well yeah um 
and Zaha with a seeing eye shot through four Chelsea legs, through four <laughs> pairs of Chelsea legs. Um, he's so good when he's on. Yeah, Zaha, he's on, like uh, uh, yeah, he's in the form of his life, as the commentator pointed out. Yeah. Uh, which is totally true. But he takes that form over to Southampton with Claude Puel. Um, Manolo Gabbiadini, still unlikely to play. Um, I ranked him anyway because any any chance, uh, I like I like Gabbiadini if he plays. But um, I I still think he there's a chance for him to play, which is why I ranked him the way I did. Um, for, for all I know, he'll be ruled out by the time this podcast is over. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I love Gabbiadini if he plays. Uh, Nathan Redmond played well last week. Um, I'm surprised that Sofian Buffal did not start. Uh, but uh, Dusan Tadic, who you started, did not perform very well. Mm. Yeah, I definitely said at one point that I would never start Tadic again, and then I and did. And then you did two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. so I guess James, just for the good of everyone way, else. By the way, James Ward-Prowse was no better. He was horrific. He was not only no better, he was w- much worse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I'm, I have no inkling toward any Southampton players this week. I yep, and, and I, Palace I, on the I, road. I I'm not going to go that. Crazy. Well, I would still take Zaha. I would consider him, but he's pretty much the only one. And my guess is I wouldn't end up taking him. Yeah. On, I, I anyway, we'll get to our DraftKings lineups later. Uh, there's not much from that game. I don't see many goals, but I do see chances. Yeah. And if, <clears throat> if Gabby Dini's out particularly, I don't see many goals. If Gabby Dini's in, I can see this game going to one Southampton. But uh, the only I was actually going to say, like, Big Sam's actually the reason I don't think there are going to be a lot of goals. Like, I don't I'm not sure there are going to be a lot of goals in a lot of Palace matches from now on. Like, um, I not think... until they're more secure in their position. Um, ex- exactly. Um, that being said, um, they lost James Tompkins and Scott Dan this weekend, which means, uh, they'll probably have Damian Delaney who has not played in quite a while and Mamadou Sacco in, in the back. But I mean, they're not any worse than Jack Stevens and Maya Yoshida. So that, that all is, is all going to, I still wouldn't play any of them, but, um, not, not, there's not, there's, there's not much sex appeal to this lineup. No, to either lineup. None. If Sofian Buffal plays, I like him for Taga because he'll get some take-ons. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started for Ward-Prowse and Tadic got set pieces back, although Stephen Davis is always there to, to poach them to just ruin everything. But um, I don't know. The uh, Yeah, I don't I don't see a lot from either side mm-hmm. to make me think that any of them will pay off. Like even Andrus Townsend's getting really expensive and... Yeah. Yep. Fair. I I still like Zaha though. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Liverpool take on Burnmouth. Uh, Liverpool all the way. Uh, there's not much analysis that needs to be done here. Uh, Josh Joshua King. If Benekafobi is semi competent, uh, Joshua King continues his scoring record with an assist. But Benekafobi missed a wide open one on one on one with the goalie because uh, he is not very good at touching the ball without. It, it was just a period. It's <laughs> just bad. Yeah. Um, it well, made me really frustrated for Joshua King. There is a big thing with Sadio Mane out. Like the he hurt either his knee or his ankle this weekend and yep. had to come right off. So they're already missing Lalana. Um, Jordan Henderson was also out. So it'll be interesting to see like how they fill this in. They had they played Wijnaldum, Chan, and Lucas this week, um, and that's with Henderson out. So. I have to assume that Divock Origi comes back in, especially after scoring this weekend. So, uh, you know, 
We ranked him that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we all ranked him that way. We all ranked Origi pretty high. I ranked him sixth, and I think I was one of the lower ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I, Pitner I love put him, him first. Pitner put him first, and you put him fourth. First. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, yeah. If you had Daniel Sturridge, I think, you know, if Daniel Sturridge was Daniel Sturridge, you'd, you'd play him, put him first. Homie no, Daniel permit. Sturridge has always been Daniel Sturridge. He hasn't <laughs> changed. Like, this is why Chelsea got rid of him, yeah, right? Like It's why City got rid of him. It's why Chelsea has gotten rid of him. And now Liverpool is going to get rid of him. He's going to go slowly and slowly further down the table. Yeah. Southampton's <laughs> next, I believe. Anyway. Um, oh, too old. The That's fair. Uh, although, uh, yeah, okay. Too um, old, too expensive. That's well put it. Definitely too expensive. I don't see them. Uh... He'll go to Newcastle next year. How's uh, that? Oh, I like that. Oh, oh like now that we're call. back on the Daniel Sturridge train. No, no, no. I, I meant like I like that call in terms of where he could end up. Not yeah. I think uh, that would be because I think that would be the big sexy name at the at the right position. God, such a great call. Because, oh. Especially because Dwight Gale is not going to be that guy. Oh. He's proven that he oh, can be that. Watch out, Luis uh, Pacheco is going to get angry at that. He's Dwight Gale's uh, fan club leader, but. Yeah, you uh, Dwight Gale, I think, is leading the league. Yeah. In, come, at, come at me, bro. I think he's leading <laughs> the uh, championship in uh, in goals. Who cares? Anyway, uh, Coutinho, what do you think? I love him. Okay. He played. He finally looked like Philippe Coutinho. Uh, Which I'm is pretty sure impressive after coming back uh, from and I, Yeah, and I think out of necessity he has to play. I don't yeah. think they wanted to play him in this game. That's the way I'll put it. Yeah. But I don't um, think they have a choice now. I agree. Um I think he's still splitting corners with Mil- they only won two corners against Everton, which is kind of crazy. They had five that, crosses against Everton. The game was crazy. It was the weirdest Merseyside derby I've seen it in was, a while. It was an odd one, but like Everton outcrossed them twenty three to five. Not surprising considering who they who both of them have playing center forward. That's um, not surprising. No, I mean Liverpool have been crossing just as much with uh with Firmino like, than yeah. they have with uh I, I get it. I get it. But that's the, the margin of difference is, is surprising. But the fact that Everton outcrossed them doesn't surprise me, that's considering fair. who they have in the middle and what kind of service is the best way to utilize his skills. Yeah. Liverpool's very rarely under 20 in I, terms I, of crosses. I, I, and the, so five just, is absurd, especially to score I, I, three times. <laughs> the margin of difference was was your point. I get it. It was a good one. But... I don't, I don't even so much mean the margin of difference between Everton and Liverpool. I meant with like Liverpool and Liverpool, mm. how they had been playing this entire season. And then this one match that. All right. We've got a, uh, my laptop has 25 minutes left. So we got to keep going on. We got to keep moving here. Uh, we love our Liverpool options and I don't see a single Bournemouth option outside of maybe Josh King. Maybe. What about, um, Boric? No. Okay. Liverpool to put too many in the net. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't they just, play him either. They, they just do. Uh, and if Origi continues to play like he did when he came on for Mane, forget about it. Just forget about it. Uh, all right. Let's go on to the biggest game of the midweek slate, and that is Chelsea at Stamford Bridge taking on Manchester City. Both teams coming off of disappointing performances uh, in the fact that they definitely didn't get what they wanted. Uh, Man City played better than Chelsea did, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for Chelsea, this is this this is, you know, if they win, if they lose and Tottenham win, that's when yeah. the Premier League gets interesting, which is totally possible. Uh, Chelsea, Diego Costa has not looked great in nope. a while. Nope. Um, and but on the flip side, uh, Cesc Fabregas has looked uh, Frank Lampardian in the past <laughs> uh, with those late runs into the box and actually converting them into goals, which is something that's not very often seen from Cesc Fabregas. But mm-hmm. um, 
Eden Hazard still looks great. Um, Kevin Kevin De Bruyne looked a lot better against Arsenal than he has in a long time. Yeah. Um, I think this one has the potential to be great, as it should. Uh, however, I'm wondering. I'm wondering from the Chelsea side if Victor Moses is still not good enough to go. What do they do? Because they cannot repeat that same formation. Um, I agree. Uh, I think the solution, which I know sounds a little crazy after the game you just had, but I think the solution is to bench Fabregas. And I think they go back to the 3-4-3 and have Pedro play wingback and Willian play up with Hazard and Costa. I would flip that. I'd put Willian as the wingback. Okay. He gives, he gives more effort defensively. Okay. Either way, I think it's. I think that's. The if you're solution. gonna if you're gonna go that route, uh, I still like the Aspilicueta on the outside and put Zuma in the middle three. He's plenty quick enough. I don't. I don't think that's. It's it's a tough first. It's a tough introduction game off of a major injury. I I'm with. It's you. not the injury is nothing. He's been back for months. I I don't think. But it's a tough time to get introduced into the starting lineup. That's fair. It's a tough game to do it. That's fair. Do you think he's on the team next year? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um. I don't. I, I, it depends if they need to raise money or not. Uh, I don't. Think I don't think he's will. necessarily getting sold, but I don't think he's on the team next year. Do you mean like? Do you mean? Oh, you mean like he gets loaned? Yeah. Interesting discussion for another time. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think Fabregas could sit for this match. It's possible. Be more defensively responsible. Yeah, yeah. Get Modic and Conte in there. Right. Yeah. That, well, Modic and Conte played. It was the first time that all three played, although they didn't really play in a. No, they didn't. Yeah. Fabregas played in a random right right, right winger, Wherever which he wanted. is yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, I did like the lineup when it came out. Uh, I still thought they would get the win, though. But I did. Yeah, I didn't course. like that lineup. I didn't like it. I agree. I totally agree with you. All right. Uh, I think they'll go more traditional. And uh, part of it could have been they just wanted to. No, there was no rest. There was no rest really involved. But well, uh, not not for those. Like Costa had like an ankle injury. Well, they had like all of them got nicked. At, it's such a classic Chelsea move where they all just like happen to pick up these injuries while on international duty and they have to come back early. But um, and then they all play right away in ninety minutes. But the I don't know. Fabregas seemed like the one to me um, tactically that could sit against this Man City attack that. Is, can just be so good. Yeah, and uh, I I would actually be more comfortable taking Man City attackers than I would Chelsea to attackers in this one because Man City need the game more, and they uh, know it. Yeah, well, uh, d- doesn't this kind of shut the door on everybody if Chelsea wins? No, because because of Tottenham, it shuts the door on City, but it doesn't yeah, shut the door. So on Tottenham. that's one. Hey, but it doesn't shut the door on Tottenham. Tottenham's the closest team as of right now. Right, right, but I'm, but if you lose or get one point, and and they theoretically, if they win, then it goes if to che- what, if five? Chelsea get if Chelsea get all three points, it shuts everyone out except Tottenham. Right. If Chelsea get any other result, multiple teams now could theoretically be in the race. Um, I guess. I I, I disagree that multiple te- it's it's Spurs and that's it. Uh, it if you're a betting man, you're betting Chelsea no matter what the result this weekend. Well, of course, of course. Unless there's like a, a barring injuries, yeah. right? But and if, I'd be afraid to take anyone in this game because <laughs> that's how I feel. Be disappointing. But if I had to choose a side of players that I'd want, I'd want the City players more. 
And which one would you take first? That's the question. Uh, it's it's a tie for me between Aguero and Sané. Sané's just been too much on fire. Um, and because of the position scarcity for forward, depending on what your availabilities are for what platform, uh, it would be Aguero because there just aren't that many good forwards. And, you know, Sané, Sané it would be those two and then De Bruyne. And then it's a big drop off for everybody else. Wow. Silva just doesn't get the stats. He's been great. Neither does Sané. He doesn't get the stats. As of recently, Sonny's been getting goals and assists. He's doing just fine. Um, I, <laughs> but, I I appreciate you're saying that. He has two goals and zero assists in his last well, seven. I, when I say I, he scored in the consecutive games, well, I'm not mistaken. He did not. I am mistaken then. Unless, I mean, maybe it was a Champions League and a Premier League, but in Premier League play, he has two goals and zero assists in his last seven. <laughs> he doesn't that. cross... What? I stand corrected. Yeah, uh, but I stand corrected. That's but uh, I'll still then, then that that would push me more towards Aguero, and then that then answers your question. Then, so you don't consider De Bruyne at all? I do, but not not above Aguero, especially considering it depends on what you know. If you're if you have if if, if one of them's a midfielder and one of them's a forward, and they're not both this hybrid thing, um, then I would still say Aguero, especially because of the scarcity. Hmm. Okay. If you talk about DraftKings, then I would probably say De Bruyne. Yeah. Right? Okay. Do you want Do you want to get to DraftKings now? Sure. All right. So our Wednesday, we did the Wednesday slate. We kind of talked about our Tuesday slates. I'll post a picture of mine uh, to the to, to at Sports by Gotti on Twitter. Uh, if Andrew does, it'll be at Rotowire Andrew for him. Uh, now for the Wednesday slate, I, I mentioned it earlier. I, I love Hull uh, this weekend, so I took Eldin Yakupovic as my goalkeeper. And uh, to double that up, I have Ahmed El Mohamedi as a wow. defender, and with I have the ability to pivot from Cresswell to Masuako if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those two. Whichever one of those two starts is the way I'm going. Hmm. Okay. Um, I went with Fabianski, home against Spurs. Uh, Thirty-nine hundred for the team that creates the most saves. Seem like an yeah. easy oh, bet. It's interesting. Me. No, that's that, that's a very me thing to do. Um, <laughs> uh, I am intrigued by this thirty five hundred dollars Sam Byram. Oh, I was too. Um, I was too. But I don't then know. I saw Masuaku may actually play. Yeah, well, Masuaku is much more expensive. Um, but yeah, but Masuaku is much much more valuable. Um, how much more valuable? Like realistically. The, the are we looking at like five points versus eight uh, points? I'm thinking more like eight points and four points, which is double. If you want to look at it that way. Um. Okay. Okay. Eight feels a little high to me, but his season average is seven four in the games that he's played. Um. Aswako. Yeah, I mean that's it has, it, none of it's been recent. But... <laughs> right. Literally none of it, other than. The, or his last, yeah, his last start was December third, which is anyway. a long time ago. Yeah, but anyway, let's... yeah. Um, so yeah, I had Byram, and um, somehow I have a thirty-four hundred dial, hundred dollar Kyle Naughton in, which um, just screams like at all. screams some sort of uh, that's desperate revenge game. But yeah, I don't oh, even remember God. picking him. Oh well, <laughs> get to your midfielders, please. That was move on quickly, please. Um, I have. 
Um, Almost as bad as me ranking Neil Taylor. Go ahead. Where did I? Sorry, I just changed somebody out, and now I don't even have enough money left from what I had. But I really loved Coutinho at 8,800. The difficulty I had was uh, the set pieces, but... um, they like travel and all this, but like they don't like we said, they don't have anybody else. So out of necessity, um, he has to play. Yeah, out of necessity. And um I have Christian Erickson at at ten four mm-hmm. because um but our whole conversation is now making me think that maybe I should be going with Gilfie Sigurdsson. With Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um but I have Erickson in now. And um I have uh Snodgrass. At seventy three hundred. So you have two forwards. Um, I guess. Okay. So I have four midfielders total. I'm considering one forward, even though he's really a midfield, and it doesn't matter. I have Philippe Coutinho as well at eighty eight hundred. That was the first name actually on the sheet because I okay. thought I saw the value at eighty eight hundred. Um, I have Wilfred Saha at sixty nine hundred. That's a good price and a decent matchup. Not mm-hmm. a great matchup, but a decent one. Yeah. Uh, I have Grosicki again at seven thousand. Hmm. I have Grosicki too. Is... He was the other forward that I. Oh, okay. sorry. That's a tremendous value, uh, and I have him slated at forward. But yeah. Um, I have also my $3,500 Leroy Fair because I can't oh. resist. <laughs> it's funny you should do that because when I first built my lineup, um, I had Alexis in. and I So I was basically trying to do Alexis, Erickson, and Coutinho, which is doable, but it kind of kills the rest of it. Um, yeah. And then as soon as I wanted Grosicki, uh, it's just you're, you're looking at 3500 And I was thinking of N'Golo Conte, thinking maybe this is his 12-tackle game coming up against... Man they'll need it they'll need it that's yeah, for sure for sure um but he only had two against them earlier this year so i'm not sure that's so i, I scrapped uh, scrap that plan yeah. uh i i also have alexis sanchez by the way yeah. i went off the board between alex uh between as i mentioned before i went off the board between sigurdsson and erickson i chose alexis sanchez yeah because arsenal gets west ham he has the there's the possibility he scores twice and assists the other yeah that's his upside is i think higher than than the other two even with how yep. badly they've been playing. Oh, it's so frustrating. So who were your two forwards? You had Grosicki and... Andy Carroll. Oh, my God. You love so much anti-Arsenal. <laughs> you uh, you're, doing, you're doing like the old, like the, the double negative thing. Like it's, uh, I'm it's either... I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> you're rooting against yourself. Uh, you got to do something. You got to do something different because you, for some reason, lost to me last week. Yeah. But uh, you'll get back on the winning track, I'm sure, because Leroy Fair is going to get like negative four points with a red card or something like that against Tottenham. Because, yeah. of course. Uh, but anyway, I have literally one minute left of battery on my laptop, so I must end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I have been Mike Gottlieb, your host. With me, as always, has been Andrew Laird. We will catch up with you later on this week when we'll review this game week and also preview game week number 32. Oh, it's almost over, guys. Don't look now. Anyway, uh, we will catch you then and uh, look out for all the rankings and the articles. We will have rankings coming out later tonight if they haven't been out already. So you'll be get ready for your midweek action. We'll talk to you later this week, guys. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.
spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.